2: Conceive, believe, achieve Shut the f***
0: up
3: <laughs> You're listening to Believe You Me With Michael the Count Bisbing you know my name yet. And Anthony Lionheart Smith Let's
0: kick
1: the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy
0: Ho, ho, ho <laughs> There you go
2: well, You better be calling me Big Daddy throughout the entirety <laughs> of the show Perfect <laughs> Yeah, yeah So we've got Michael Kies joining us today Ladies and gentlemen on the award-winning The world leading, the number one podcast on the goddamn planet with no Antony Smith. Of course, he's fighting Saturday night. So we've, well, I would say we pulled out the big dogs. We went all the way up to Spokane, Washington, joining us from his, what looks to be a very, very beautiful log cabin inspired home, Michael Chiesa.
1: It's good to be here, Mike. Big Mike, big poppy. What's up?
2: Big poppy. There we go. Um,
1: are, are Are you in the woods? i live just outside of town so yeah you know i'm definitely surrounded by trees i'm on five acres i do live in a log house uh i love it out here it's it's especially this time of year when it's christmas and the trees up and the snow is on the ground it's great
2: no that's beautiful man five acres that must be amazing it's nice it's
1: nice having the space definitely what
2: do you do with five acres you know, we have, like, a pool. simply like a- walk around it, you know yeah, what I mean, like, nice as if you're writing food. poetry.
3: Yeah,
1: you know, you can go for nice little long walks. You know, we have a lot of bonfires. Uh, you know, we, it's nice not having a fence for your dog so our dogs can just kind of roam freely. Um, well, our dog, we had two dogs. Um, we have one now. But, uh, but yeah, it's just nice having space, man. I grew up in the country. So, it's for me, I'm just not fit to be in um in a neighborhood, in a cul-de-sac, in an apartment. I'm just meant to be somewhere with some space.
2: You're just out there living life. My God, not all <laughs> of us can be bloody millionaires living on five <laughs> goddamn bloody acres. It must be nice. <laughs> and then there's, there's this narrative that UFC fighters don't get paid. You're living like a rock star. You're living like your dream.
1: I'm, I'm one of the few that don't complain, but I don't make as much as the Hall of Famer, the former middleweight oh, champion, oh. Michael Bisping, ultimate fighter <laughs> champion. I mean, come on. The, the list goes on and on.
2: It does go on and on. Tales from the Octagon 2 is returning next week, by the way. Least, guys, if you're in London December 14th or the, Manchester on the 16th, you don't want to miss it. Myself, Tom Aspinall and Paul Krieg joining me on stage, myticket.co.uk. But that's it. That's enough of the plugs. That's enough of the intros. And now we're going to get going. Saw so you on Saturday, Mike. Yep. UFC Austin. What an incredible event that was. You were working the uh, the pre and post fight show for ESPN. You were rocking. The most Texas <laughs> shirt I have ever seen. Is it on your Instagram? Because Brian can look it up yeah, if he did. Yeah, I is. think
1: it, there's a picture of me and Joe Burrow in the shirt. And the funny thing is, Mike, I got that shirt at the gift shop right by the elevators. I didn't bring that with me. I just was like walking by and I was like, I sent a picture to Zach. And for people that don't know, Zach Candido's the guy that's in charge of, of the broadcasting part of, of the UFC. He's um, a I vice president him,
2: these days, vice, I believe. Vice
1: president, yeah. I sent him a picture of it. I was like, what do you, what would you think if I wore this? And he's like, that would be a flex. And I'm like, so is that a yes? Is that a no? And he's like, just go for it. So for anyone give <laughs> and it was a hit.
2: Because Brian's probably feverishly searching your Instagram right now. <laughs> um, it's it's the most Texas shirt. It had one of those buckles instead of a tie.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, a little, you little know, the, tie the, there. the little laces dangling down. Looking good. Who's that that you're with? That's Joe Burrow, quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. And I actually, I I usually don't chase people down like that, but I have a good friend, Kennedy Nimri, that's like a diehard fan. And so I ran up to him and took like a little video of like, hey, Kennedy, look who I'm with. She was absolutely razzed, razzed, you know.
2: Razzed. 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 (laughs) We're going to get into that lately because it just came out, the most popular words amongst Gen Zers. There's a new word in the dictionary that apparently is taking the world by storm. And it sounds like razzed. Really? It's not. But never mind that. Yeah. Where do we start? Let's
1: start with UFC you know, Austin. Let's start with the main where event.
2: Do we, where do we start with that event, though? Because oh. the prelims, they were some of the best, I will say, certainly in recent memory, maybe it's a recency bias, the best prelims I can remember. I mean, just from start to finish. I mean, the first fight of the night, Veronica Hardy, great performance. Um, but then we got those two slams. Back to back, yeah. Dracar close. I think he was in an armbar, picks mm-hmm. him up, slams him on the side of the head, puts him to sleep. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Then we get another one straight afterwards. Zach Reese making his debut. Who did he fight? Cody, um, Brundage. Cody Brundage in the triangle, mm-hmm. a la Quinton Rampage Jackson. Back to back. I lost my goddamn mind.
1: I loved it, Mike, because I think it was you that said in the broadcast, you kind of put it out there in the universe where there was one fight before the Drakkar close, close slam where someone tried to slam their way out of guard and you brought it up. Like, you put it in the universe. Like, you brought up the Rampage Ricardo Arona slam and then it was like two fights later. You get your car with the armbar slam over Selecki. And look at this. I mean, he just picks him up. And there's there's a little method to it. Look how he slams him on the side of his head. Oh uh, I mean, that was just nasty. Super nasty. Not- and then for, for, for Cody, he needed that. Cody's coming off his last fight where he got illegally he got he got fouled and you know he took his 5 minutes and opted not to fight got a lot of booze a lot of people question if if he had that fight in him or not and for him to go out and get a slam KO there is no que- questions to be answered he needed that so that was To have them back-to-back, man, I don't think we'll ever get that again in the octagon.
2: No, that's right. I mean, you're not. And I lost my mind here. You might be able to see me. I'm like, oh, no, here we go again. (laughs) Boom. Side of the head again. You know, people were putting out the theory. They were like, because the octagon, as you know, and for anyone that hasn't fought in the UFC, which is most people, it's quite padded, isn't it? When you walk on it, it is definitely, there's a lot of cushioning there. But um, people were like, oh, maybe there's not as much padding in Austin. I'm like, Mm -hmm. shut up. Don't be silly. They just generated <laughs> a lot of theory. force. They were stunning knockouts.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I don't think we'll ever get that again. To get one slam KO like that a year is a rarity in itself. Um, the last one I can remember, I think, was like Jordan Levitt when he fought um, Matt Wyman. That's the last one that comes mm. to my mind. Um, but to get two of them back to back, I mean, it's, it's it really epitomizes that thing when we say expect the unexpected. When when that octagon uh. door closes, you don't know what is going to happen. Like it, it's it's complete chaos in there, and and it, it's very fitting for it to be for the jimmy v week fight event like every i feel like every time we do this event for jimmy v week it always turns out to be the craziest fights Mm.
2: yeah no you're absolutely right i just want to explain that this troll-like creature that has (laughs) appeared on stage on (laughs) on on screen is michael harrington he's the one of the producers on the podcast he does a fantastic job harrington what have you to add to this situation and feel free to jump in and out at your leisure as you say in
0: america I appreciate that, Mike. Uh, Yeah, just to follow up with that, there were 12 total slam KOs in the history of the UFC before this event. Uh, Never more than one per year, and this in back-to-back fights is pretty damn crazy.
2: Yeah, no, it was, man. It really, really was, and the crowd did lose their mind. Um, We're building up. We're building up. We're going to step forward a few spaces, though. We're going to go right to the co-main event. So Jalen Turner last week, obviously, he took the fight on very short notice. There's your dog in the background.
1: What's his name? Oh, that's Blue. She's just checking you out.
2: Oh, what's up, Blue? <laughs> oh, yeah. bless.
0: Yeah.
2: Beautiful dog. Um, Jalen Turner didn't sound too keen on the fight. You know, leading up to it, he didn't seem too motivated, obviously. He had to make weight, and that's never easy for him with a full camp, but he did make weight credit to him. Uh, Bobby Green and Jalen, they've got personal history. They kind of know each other. They're from the Dino, which is short for San Bernardino. So they weren't overly thrilled, I think, on fighting one another, certainly like this. But regardless, we knew the fight was going to be good. Bobby Green went out there, fought the way that he always fights, hands low, slick striker, all the rest of it. But Jalen Turner, I've said this for quite some time, he is something special. The way that he strikes, the speed that he has, and the power. And six foot three at lightweight. And if you look at the fight with Mataj Gamrot, very good. At anti-wrestling as well. Lost the fight, but still, you know what I mean? It was a close split decision. But the way he knocked him out, the beautiful right hand kind of connects with the temple. Bobby Green goes down. Here we go. Let's take a look at it. Slips him, catches him with the right, wobbles him, follow ups again. And now look at this. Oh. It's over.
1: Makes me sick. The tonight.
2: fight, it's done. What is the referee waiting for?
1: Especially those last two. Those last two are the worst.
2: And as I said, Jalen's powerful, man. So he's sitting up, he's postured up all the way. He's raining down blows as hard as he can, right? I think there was probably nine or 10 unnecessary punches there. Mm-hmm. Here's the question. In your opinion,
1: is that the worst stoppage you've ever seen? Man, there's, there's there's a few there's the fight that Valentino had Valentina Shevchenko had against I think uh, Priscilla I forget her last name but I think it was Casuana. in Brazil. And that was the one where I think uh Priscilla took away like in the hundreds like a couple hundred shots and Mario Yamasaki came out and said like, "Oh, it's giving her the opportunity to be a warrior." It's like I don't think that's the case. Um and for people that, when you watch that Jalen Turner finish,
2: and by the way, Dana talked so much shit about. That. Oh, it was yeah. like, I mean, good on Kerry
1: really? for admitting fault because I heard that he actually was like, did not even try to defend the stoppage. It was like, dude, I, I messed up. And in the, in in that profession, being a referee, you don't get that very often where these guys will accept fault. So bad stoppage, but good on him for for acknowledging it. But the, what makes the shots worse is when you're the when you're the fighter on bottom and you're getting punched. The second you rest your head on the canvas and you get hit, it's like getting hit twice. You know, when you don't have any space for your head to kind of rebound from these shots and you stick your head on the canvas, it's like getting hit two for one. So that's why I say those last two or three punches in that sequence were like it was essentially four or six. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it it was his head was on the canvas. So that's that's where it got really scary. Um, But for Jalen, we got to give him his credit. I mean, the thing I love about him is everything he throws is meaningful. He doesn't really throw shots that don't have a purpose uh and you, like you said he is a special talent like i've heard the stories in the gym where guys can't even touch him like he is on un- sean strickland said he's one of his yep. least favorite people to spar because he can't hit him he's hard to hit he's slick so with his frame and his it's
2: embarrassing and- it's embarrassing as well yeah. i'm glad sean said that yeah. and, and and i've used him for big fights mm-hmm. the reason it's embarrassing is because he fights a bloody lightweight <laughs> Do you know what i mean and this guy is six he's,
1: <laughs> he's taller than both of us by yeah. far how tall are you mike I'm like 6'1", like a little over 6'1".
2: I, when I got arrested at the police station, they made me, they, they <laughs> me at 6'2", but I had my shoes on. And Rebecca's old, my wife. She's always like, you're not 6'2". Let it go. Anyway, like, so there he is. He's taller than both of us, and he's bloody brilliant at what we do. And you're not mm-hmm. trying to knock people out in sparring, uh, mm-hmm. but, but it's bloody embarrassing. But last week, people were calling him a weight bully.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What do you think about that? Because if he can make the weight and still perform
1: mm-hmm.
2: he's not a weight bully because he's making the sacrifices because had that have gone in the later rounds he would have had an issue like yeah. he did against dan hooker he definitely mm-hmm. slowed down in that fight
1: yeah and i think that for people you don't really hear someone use the term weight bully for someone that's a striker for me it's usually like oh he's a weight bully that's why khabib Nurmagomedov is so good i've heard people say that about khabib and i'm like I couldn't be any further from the truth and you, the thing that people don't know, most people that use the term weight bully, they don't realize what it's like to make that weight. For a, someone to come down You know, high is 180, I think Jalen posted a picture where he was 180 pounds on November 22nd. So he had to make that descend to 156. You don't realize how you feel afterwards. It's not like you put the weight back on and you feel 100%. You're a fraction of yourself. Like that's not the Jalen Turner that you get inside the gym. That's the Jalen Turner you get that's compromised from a weight cut. And I guarantee mm-hmm. you those are two – completely different fighters. And for him to still perform after that weight cut, that's impressive. But I, I, I just yeah. don't like the term weight bully. You can't use it for a guy as skilled as Jalen Turner. That's the skills are what produce the results for him. I mean, he is, he's a tremendous striker.
2: Do you know, I feel, I do feel for Bobby Green because, mm-hmm. and li- listen, people are going to say that I'm talking about myself and all the rest of it. But, but Saturday night when I was watching Bobby Green, or sorry, before, Bobby Green had his fight before he came out. I started thinking and I was seeing a lot of parallels with his career and my career. Mm -hmm. You know, Bobby's been around for a long time, right? He's fought a lot of great fighters. Granted, I was fighting without sounding like a prick, maybe some more high profile fights, whatever, but still, you know, I was winning a few, then I'd lose one. I'd win a few, I'd lose one, but I, I never got the title fight and all the rest of it. But then at 37, I did. And I thought, Look at Bobby. He's putting it all together now. He's 37 years old. He just knocked out Grant Dawson. He submitted Tony Ferguson. If he goes out there and he beats Jalen Turner, he might be on the cusp of a title fight. And what a story this would be. Well, of course, that didn't happen because mixed martial arts is a bitch.
1: It's it's, it's a son of a gun, isn't it? I said it in the pre-show. I said Bobby Green, and I don't like comparing fighters to other fighters, but it's really hard not to in this instance where... I feel like if Bobby Green would have beat Jalen Turner, I feel like he was on that trajectory from that we saw with Hori Masvidal, where Masvidal didn't have the best record, but people loved how it really was, yep. loved the way he fought. Better and,
2: comparison.
1: And it, it is, and, but if you I'm think about I'm just too it,
2: good looking. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if you can think about it though, he only won two fights before he found himself in the BMF fight with Nate Diaz. So you think yeah. about Bobby Green, he goes out there and beats Jalen Turner. Look, it, it, rankings matter, but when somebody can put together that Jorge Masvidal-esque run at the veteran stage of their career, same thing you did, I think it's it's something you have to capitalize on because it only lasts so long. It's not like a 27-year-old person with with – eight to 10 mm. years left. This is someone that's like at the tail end. You got to squeeze it with the, every last drop, you know? So know. it would have been cool to see what would have happened if Bobby won, but I'm still happy for Jalen. It's one of those things. Oh. Both guys are tremendous fighters. Made the best man win. Uh, it was fun while it lasted for sure.
2: Yeah, I, I'm over the moon for Jalen. I've known him for quite some time now. And as I say, we used to train. So yeah, yeah, over the moon for him. And fair play to Bobby Green. He got up. He had a smile on his face. He went in and embraced Jalen Turner, so no bad blood there. And Jalen's just doing what he's got to do. That's the yeah. job. Until the referee pulls you off, you keep firing punches. Simple mm-hmm. as that. Now, talking of firing punches, in the main event, Orman Sol I've been impressed with this guy for a long time. I've always known he was special. That fight he had with Mataj Gamma, I always talk about it. I do because I was so blown away at the speed, the pace, and the technicality of all of it. He's a slick striker, but I didn't think he had the power of Benil Dariush. I thought Benil, that was the big, you know, the big advantage that Benil had. I really did feel like that. Fight did didn't last long. It was about a minute, thereabouts, maybe a bit more, maybe a bit less. But he jumps in, he lands the knee, which wasn't the hardest knee. Then he lands the punch, and he didn't have the feet on the ground. As we know, you generate the power from the ground, like you're swinging a golf club. I know you and DC are always talking about golf and it drives me up the goddamn wall. Shut up about golf. This is this big thing right now. Everyone thinks golf is cool. Right. Have Have you tried it? Have you tried it, bro? I've got one eye. I've got no depth perception.
1: (laughs) I couldn't play golf with two eyes. I think you could. If you can win a UFC middleweight title, I don't see you not being able to figure out how to go at least hit the ball. You don't hit, is I don't one. I just get it, you know
2: They're walking around, they've got the polo shirts on They're looking <laughs> like nerds Right, and they're putting it all over Instagram like, Dude, you look like a dick You look like a dick, stop it And stop going on about it You midlife crisis bastard yeah. You know what I mean Oh
1: my god um,
2: anyway like how did I get onto to that the growth, was I
1: of, the growth of Michael Chiesa going on right now
2: <laughs> <laughs> no 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 so I'm joking of course oh
1: I know I, I don't good, care
2: I love a good round of golf I love nine yeah. holes uh, yeah. I prefer one um, <laughs> so you generate the power from the feet right it starts in the feet comes up the leg you, you twist your hip and the last thing that comes out is the arm that's yeah. why people call them arm punches if it's just the arm there's not much power there but he lands that punch without the feet established and granted, okay, there's a bit of momentum from the body weight because he's going forward, you know. So that was that added to it. But even with that considered, that was a very surprising because of the opponent, but the fashion in which he knocked him out, I mean, very, very shocking. Oh,
1: that's so nice. It reminded me of Anthony Pettis almost. Pettis used to do that thing where he'd throw the right head kick, and as he's retracting on one foot, he would throw the right straight. For Armand, this was a must-win, and I agree with you. I think skill for skill, even in the wrestling department, it's close. Like Maybe Armand has Benil edged a little bit in the wrestling, but I thought skill-wise when he comes to striking and it comes to grappling, I thought Benil was a more skilled fighter. But youth can play a big role in these fights. But for Armand, I think that there was a lot of pressure on him to perform because if you look at his short notice UFC debut against Islam, we're all like, holy cow, this kid's got some promise has a great Mm. fight with Mateusz Gamera, and then you go to the Joaquin Silva fight where he's like a minus 1150 favorite. When somebody is that favorite in a fight, you are expected to get it over with in a couple minutes. And not only did Joaquin Silva hang in there for almost three rounds, but he wobbled him at one point. So I feel like, Armand not only had to win, but he had to go out there and finish Benil to erase that because there's a standard set by these matchmakers. Sean Shelby, after that Joaquin Silva fight, I was sitting next to him, and I could tell you he was not that thrilled because he didn't want to put an unranked guy in against Armand Saruki. And so if you're going to do that, the guy's got to go out there and finish. And he was like, I can't believe this took three rounds. So for Armand, it was yeah. good on him to re- re- like re- reintroduce himself to the powers that be that, hey, I'm a guy that belongs in the top five. You should put me in some big fights. And I think with the storyline with Islam, he's a, he's he can't be any more than a fight away from a title fight.
2: Brian, do me a favor. I was trying to type, but for something, my keyboard is not working. My keyboard is not connected. It's driving me nuts, but it doesn't matter because I can speak to the producer. I was trying to just put a little thing in the private chat down here. Just play that finish again, Brian, because I want to see that because that was really something special because I, I, I forgot about the follow-up, sorry, the first punches that mm-hmm. he threw to set yeah. up the knee is can anybody hear me there Here we, we go. go have a look once uh, i mean what so jab right hook right knee right hand look at it again
1: doubles up hook i like that you that, gotta you, you gotta use a flurry of punches if you're gonna pull someone's hands up to throw the knee you can't do a single shot and go to the knee you gotta touch them up to bring them up and that was just that was really nice
2: that was one of the most stylish finishes we've seen in quite some time it really was when when i see it again now because i just thought of the knee and the punch Mm because i lost my mind and i was out of my feet and it's against benil dariush i mean
1: unbelievable let's have a look what's coming down connected a little bit It's like a superman punch with your feet on the ground yeah pulling the knee back generates some kind of power
2: the placement was perfect on the chin as well. So he's calling out every man and the dog. He wants to fight Islam Makachev. Of course, he took on Makachev and he did it on short notice. Um, wants to fight him again, did well, went to a decision after all. Yeah. When Dana was asked about it at the post-fight press conference, here's what he had to say regarding him fighting Islam Makachev. Sorry, Q. He said, it does throw a wrench into things. I mean, you can definitely look at how he looked tonight. And I don't know. We'll see what happens. The fight will be big. Yeah. It's a great stylistic matchup. That's a great fight. It is a great fight. The question is, in your opinion, Charles Oliveira is probably next. Then we got Justin Gagey.
1: Did Armand Rukian just leapfrog those guys? I am going to say no. And here's why. Charles Oliveira, look, that was a bad cut. But we've seen people step in there with with the stakes that high. You can't expect them to – are you going to ice Justin Gaethje, who just won the BMF title, which – Just iced Justin yeah, Boyer. Yeah, yeah <laughs> very true. But they said the BMF title represents a one-way ticket to a title fight after Oliveira and Islam fight. Well, we saw what happened. Charles had to withdraw. Volkanovsky steps in. I think Oliveira's got to go to the back of the line. And when I say back of the line, I think he's got to fight Armand Srukian. That's what you do. You do Ooh. Gaethje versus Ooh. Islam next, and then Ooh. you do Oliveira and Armand on the same card. It makes Ooh. sense. You—that's the fight because uh. Charles. You just and you think about this. He Charles lost uh. to Islam, beats Benil, and then he gets another title fight. It's like, well, maybe you need one more uh. win. Is that the way? To I'm be?
2: hearing myself, bad, Brian. Just sometimes when I make those stupid noises, but that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I do like that.
1: Yeah, it makes it's Orman. what makes sense. Gaethje deserves it. He earned the the BMF belt. That represents a ticket to a title fight,
2: but that's—I mean, I mean, I—I I love it. I love yeah. it. It's great. I'm not yeah. against it. But Oliveira, you—you're eliminating either Oliveira or Sorukian.
1: Yeah, but you know it's what? The, the, I'm here this for is it. the fight game. Tough it shit. Don't, think about this. That's Armon the way it goes. Has, Armon has time. He's 27. So if Oliveira beats him. Dude, he's got plenty of time left to get himself into a title fight. So it's it's really, it's a win-win. Oliveira wins. You get that fight that everybody wants to see. Rematch with Gaethje or rematch I like with... one Or Armand. I'll tell away. you what. That's, that's ESPN,
2: the Michael. They, they knew what <laughs> they were doing when they hired you. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. All right, today's episode is sponsored by Manscaped. You know the one, the men's leader in below-the-waist grooming. But that's not all they do. But right now, if you go to Manscaped.com and you use the code... Bis being 20, you will get 20% off and free shipping. Now, we're going to talk about the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Of course, in that, you're going to get the Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer. It is the newest iteration for below the waist, for trimming the pubic hair, but not cutting yourself, okay? It's waterproof. It has a light. It lasts forever. It's got a titanium-coated T blade, and it won't cut you. It is 100% safe. Also, if you're getting older... The nose hairs, the ear hairs, they're a problem. We'll give them a good whack with the weed whacker. You also get the crop preserver, bold deodorant, the crop reviver toner, the performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold them all in. Also, they've got the shear 2.0 kit, which has the stainless steel nail cutters. It's got tweezers and grooming scissors so you can take care of your feet and you don't have to look like Harrington by the pool. Listen, it's Christmas. It's coming. The goose is getting fat. So take care of your balls and do it with Manscaped. Right now, go to manscaped.com. Use the code BISPING20. You will receive 20% off and free shipping. One more time, manscaped.com. BISPING20, 20% off and free shipping. Uh, All right, so we, we like to sprinkle in a little bit of comedy and light humor along the way. And generally, it's just by looking at Harrington um let's have a look at him today look, hey you, you, look, you look like you're still losing weight
0: harrington yeah man I'm, I'm i'm telling you dude i'm gonna be so jacked by june it's i, I just think it would be so funny to have a six-pack yeah 35. well i'm stressed out to the max
2: with this show that i'm doing next week do you know that's I mean?
1: overrated though because if you have a six-pack that means you're not drinking dark beer. Or, you know, having the occasion. It's the beer. It's the it is always the beer. The beer (laughs) is like the it's the kryptonite to a six pack.
2: I hit two hundred and fourteen (laughs) pounds today. I am the lightest I've been in a long time. Let me tell you. The six packages coming back.
1: What's the biggest? 238, 239. 239. Add add five pounds, so you've been about two forty five.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Every that's fighter way lies
1: about their weight. Every fighter, if you're like, hey, what, what would you yeah. wake up at? I'll be like, oh, I woke up at 195. No, that's 200. You'd just round up.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: no,
2: it is. But Rebecca's lost weight as well because she was, mm-hmm. listen, let's just be honest. My wife's lost weight. We did a live on YouTube and the people, they're brutal. This is a woman. Yeah. You think of people's mental health. They're like, oh, look at that. looks like Rebecca's bulking up for heavyweight and stuff like that. (laughs) Do you know what I
3: mean? I was like,
2: secretly, I'm like, good. Talk more shit. (laughs) She she needs to lose a few pounds. You know what I mean? And she's lost a few. She's cut out all the alcohol. So ladies and gentlemen, if you want to lose a bit of weight, get rid of the alcohol. I'll still have a little bit though, because you got to relax. Anyway, Harrington, word of the years. This is a thing. Apparently,
1: I'm excited to hear this word.
0: So the Oxford uh, Oxford University Press, uh, which publishes the Oxford English Dictionary, came out with their word of the year. Uh, it is a Gen Z term. Uh, Michael, um, I know you know it. I'm uh, uh, sorry. Bisbano, I know you know it. But Mr.
1: Kiesa, do you want to take a shot in the dark? I'll give you one hit. It's very popular with Gen Z. OK, um, well, I, I got a hint at the beginning of the show because I said "raz."
2: But I yeah, all right. Know. But if you didn't know that, what would you come out with,
1: cap. I have no idea because we've had, you know, no Cap, and we've had like uh, I don't know, mid and Zaza and all these weird. Mid, words. I don't know. That's, that's a good one. What, what the fuck is Zaza? I think it's a weed reference. It's I don't weed. know. It's yeah, like isn't it bad weed or something like that? I thought Brian, it was pizza. Brian,
2: Brian. Come on, let's have a four shot. Uh, I thought it I was
1: I thought it was a Zima. I was like, oh, Zima's coming back. Nice. Oh, Zima's making a return. <laughs> what nice.
2: the hell is Zima? <laughs> what you've never had a Zima?
1: You haven't what lived is a Zima. You know I mean, have got right in it? You haven't lived yet, Mike. We got I'm, for Christmas. I'm going to find a Zima. I'm
3: probably going to have to go on eBay and buy like I'm suffering. Like, I don't know, like at eight hundred ninety-eight Zima? or something. <laughs> you'll never you won't find a drinkable zima dude i had zima
1: sponsor me in 2018 i made a comment in an interview and they saw it some lady's like oh i'm the rep for zima we're making a comeback and they sent me like an old school pager and they're like turn the pager on and we'll send you a page when the zima drops the gas station so i had this thing plugged in a charger for like a month and all of a sudden i just hear this noise i'm like what the fuck is that noise right now and my wife's like that's your pager. It's going off. I was like, oh no. And I pick it up. It's like Zima drop. I was like, yes,
2: dude. That looks like a smear enough yeah. ice. So that's an
1: alcoholic drink. Yeah. And we used to drop Jolly Ranchers in them if you were. Nah. It really you know, is a smear of ice.
2: That sounds like the gayest drink ever. So <laughs> it's already kind of gay. And now you're dropping Jolly Ranchers in it. I mean, like Jesus dude. Christ.
1: This is when I was like drinking when I was like 12, dude. So give me some credit. Yeah, I yeah. No, of course. But right I used now. to like
2: it. I used to like a good Smirnoff ice back
1: in the day. Um, have you ever been iced, No. So, nope. What? Have you ever been iced?
2: We're trying to find out what the word of the year
1: is, oh, brother. Yeah, I'm You're going on
2: a tangent about the Seamers. You're going off the chain. You're going on <laughs> about the bloody plugging in with the <laughs> Jolly Ranchers, <laughs> Harrington. Get <laughs> me with the word uh, of the year.
0: Get me with the word uh, of the year. So it's it's rizz, as in
1: getting rizzed up. What's rizzed up? That sounds. Ryan, come back. That sounds. um, That sounds like it's violating.
3: (laughs) I'm trying to think of what the like old synonyms for rizz were, but like I think it just the fact that rhymes with jizz it just throws me off.
2: Honestly, (laughs) Hamilton. Hamilton. So first of all, what does it mean?
0: so it means to you know have like the gift of gab be able to flirt and with the girl be able to get her attraction and her interest we would I think we would call it game back well, in it's the in day. Oxford Dictionary,
3: yeah. so they do have a definition what uh, is it, it says oh. it's a noun that means style charm attractiveness or the ability to attract a romantic or sexual partner
2: hmm. all right all right um and then Tell me how they because I'm I'm very interested in this, how they have like eloquently put together how they came up with this and their definition and why they're choosing this word. Because uh, some of the shit that this generation comes out with yeah. is ridiculous. So I want to know why did they settle on Riz?
0: Uh so I'm I'm looking here. I it doesn't say exactly why they picked that one, but they did provide a short list of other words that were just super popular. Uh they did Go say on. Um, it was at the, uh, forefront of, uh, words like Riz came to the forefront during the pandemic. Uh, mm. so I guess just people having, uh, more conversations online, it just populated way more. Uh, but the other words they had for this year is, uh, beige flag. What? Um, a, uh, uh, it's a, it's That's a two st- words, by the
2: way, tell the Oxford dictionary, they need to sort their shit out. They didn't even put a
3: dash. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, uh, hi guys, it's uh, Michael from the Oxford Dictionary here. I've uh, got some great words for you this year. First beige one's flag. beige flag. I left school at beige sixteen. Flag. I can tell the Oxford Dictionary right now that they are wrong because <laughs> beige
1: flag is two fucking words. What, what does it mean though? What is beige uh, flag?
0: So it means like you're when you're you're like it's not a red flag. This isn't something concerning or problematic. It's that this person is like kind of boring or milk toast.
3: Hmm it's the pronouns of describing people it's just yeah 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 dude this list is the the pronouns of describing people yeah my god i do agree with parasocial being uh in the running for word of the year because a lot of people have been developing relationships with people that they don't know online and i think that's a weird phenomenon that has been uh Pushed to the forefront over the past whatever two three years now.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I think what's weird is a lot of these big social media personalities. When you see them in real life, they're like dead silent. Like they just like they. It's like they have no no social skills. But it's like I watch your Instagram, and it's like you are loud and prolific, and your hands are flying. And your that'd be like Bisping being the way he is now. And then you meet him in public, and he's just hovering over his phone, not talking, not talking to anybody. You know, that's good social skills. But kids these days don't have it.
2: I keep myself to myself, Michael Kiesa. No, a quiet guy.
1: You're, if you're, you're a flamboyant character, Mike.
2: A <laughs> flamboyant yeah. character. I've never been That's so
1: in 2000.
2: Never been one that was a <laughs> Flamboyant. What else we got on the list, Harrington?
0: Uh, we have situationship, a romantic or sexual relationship that is not considered to be formal or established. Uh, well, Gen Z the-
3: had to come up with a word to stop them from feeling like whores. <laughs>
0: And they are probably gonna come up with words to
2: start them feeling like losers.
3: Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, Gen Z is like effort.
2: they can't put up with any kind of emotional stress. Mm-hmm. They can't put up with anything. They get addicted to everything. You can't get mad at them. You can't like momentarily like oh for fuck's sake at them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I have someone that shall oh, remain oh, anonymous. So when I got a little bit mad, I went for fuck's sake. And that was it. That that, that was the end of the relationship. The guy had fucked up pretty big, right? It was a big mistake. And I just went, for fuck's sake, don't do that. Anyway, we'll leave
1: that there. Do you know what I mean? It was like- I'm curious. When the show gets over, I'm going to ask you who that was. (laughs)
2: Toughen up. (laughs) Toughen up.
0: What else (laughs) we got? Uh, We have a heat dome, which I've never heard that before. (laughs) A persistent high-pressure weather system over a particular geographic area with traps massive hot air below. I, uh, was heat a, dome sounds like...
1: I was expecting a Gen Z word, not, <laughs> not heat dome with like a, science, yeah. a scientific term to it. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, Swifty, uh, which I think, that, you know, that might be my word of the year. Um, this, this means a Swifty for sure.
2: <laughs> I'll have to shake it up, baby.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, prompt is a, uh, was a big word of the year, uh, because you of the, that. uh, uh, no, but because of the, the, you know, the rise in AI. Um, mm-hmm. And then the last one is de-influencing, the practice of discouraging people from buying particular products or of encouraging people to reduce their consumption of material goods. Hmm. That's not, again, Oxford Dictionary. Based
2: in England. I'm ashamed. Influence. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're just going to put a D. (laughs) De-influence. Yeah, pretty much sure that means like the negative to take away. You know what I mean? So my God. Um, Speaking of though, you did just touch on something a second ago. What did you say? What did you say?
1: Which person? Me?
2: Did yeah. we talk about Oh, Taylor Swift? Oh, yeah, Swifties. Mm. She was at the game last night. Oh, was she really, tell me about your experience.
1: Oh, I, I wasn't at the game. I was just watching on TV. Anthony might have been at the game because he's a season ticket holder. Or, no, it was a Lambeau. It wasn't at Arrowhead. It was at Lambeau. But uh, Taylor Swift showed up for the Chiefs game, and the Chiefs lost by two points, I believe, to the Green Bay Packers. Well,
2: Do you watch American Football, Bisbee? I don't know. I am aware of some media outlets trying to take down some young, innocent child for going dressed up as his football team. He's
1: oh, in my God. Let's not get into that. No, but, we'll, we'll go way into the weeds on that one. dude. For
2: yeah, sure. I keep yeah. up with the news. Yeah. I keep up with the news and Taylor Swift. Every time I turn the news on, there is Taylor Swift. She's there with her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. Look, I know the names. Um, and you'll know another name that I'm going to throw your way. And Harrington, you can set the scene, and Brian, I would like your thoughts as well, because you like a good conspiracy, Brian.
4: Oh, Paige I page Van this. Zant.
2: Paige Van Zandt, <laughs> of course, former UFC, barnacle, AEW wrestling superstar, and sensation on OnlyFans says that the whole Travis Kelce, Taylor Swift thing is a conspiracy.
4: Harrington,
0: uh, yes. Yeah. So she says it is essentially a the NFL uh must have put her up to it um and uh it is to make the nfl bigger getting taylor swift at these games is going to uh greatly increase the uh watch watch you know the watchability of the nfl
2: brian 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 is this the episode where harrington gets fired for the worst description of a story that he knows all about okay what i mean it's coming
0: at some point but what what did i get wrong this time brian do you want to just play the video
3: Kelsey love story. Yeah. I believe it is 100% fake. Come for me Swifties. The Swifties Everybody, are be you know what? Though. I have UFC fans coming for me. I think I can handle the Swifties. Yeah, this- I believe it is 100% fake. It is publicity. It is one it's huge for the NFL because yes the NFL is big yeah Taylor Swift is huge and now she's getting an entirely different demographic to come watch the NFL I think of the wives that are buying Travis Kelsey jerseys now I it's a huge publicity play on both fronts it's good for Taylor Swift it's good for the NFL it's good for Travis Kelsey there's so much strategic stuff that's happening
1: you are a conspiracy theorist
0: a little bit way more than I am
3: it's not a conspiracy theorist if everything I I say is true yeah
1: okay Paige not you say is true let's just jack it down first and foremost if there was ever some type of conspiracy for popularity it would be travis initiating this himself it's not like the nfl is it some you know some you know plateau of viewership um they're not gonna go hit the office and be like all right boys how do we get more viewers here's what we're gonna do we're gonna tell travis kelsey to reach out to taylor swift so they can date so we can bring in more fans i mean get out of here with that i don't buy it for a second i mean and for Travis, good on him because that's a good retirement plan. You know, he's already well off enough. Him and you know him and Taylor start having kids, and then he can just he can be stay at home dad, to say the least. I mean, she's Brian. Yeah.
3: I have a more deep dark conspiracy theory oh, about this. I'm going to believe you over her, to be honest with you. So let's hear what you guys say. Well, this one's a little fucking out to left field for sure, but uh, I think it's funny that Travis Kelsey was putting out vaccine commercials. And oh, then started dating Taylor Swift. I think she is payment for him being a shill. <laughs> That's hold me, on! Not my <laughs> oh,
2: oh, oh my god! So like they they just have Taylor Swift, the far left,
3: as well no, as not all the, the far left. left. Oh, this is not this is oh the pharmaceutical companies. The, yeah, I mean, they have they have the their prized possession. They have
2: Taylor Swift just on speed dial.
3: Money buys Swift, buys dial, a lot of things, man.
2: Look, look, look! Listen, Taylor Swift, number one just came out she's a billionaire okay she is probably the most famous pop star on the planet one of the biggest celebrities on the planet she's at a level of michael jackson in his prime we're going he he back to the 80s right <laughs> she
3: jackson. does not <laughs> what they had michael jackson Oh God! Who had Michael Jackson? The people in charge, man, dude. Here we go. The same people. The
2: Illuminati.
3: (laughs) Same people who were funding Jeffrey Epstein's island. Oh, here we go. Same people who they're those are the people that run the world. Yeah, it's not crazy to say that.
1: I agree with you to a certain extent, but I don't think I think if anybody is plotting with this Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey thing, I think it's him. I think it's him. Like. I'm gonna do what I can because if you look at his track record, nobody's his last His last four girlfriends, plot, Mike. But you got to nobody's plotting. You need to look up Travis Kelsey's last four girlfriends, and I will tell you this: I give
3: they, shit. They're I'm not. I, I am think
1: refusing should... to look up
2: <laughs> Travis Kelsey's last four girlfriends. Brian will do that for me. I was yeah, <laughs> I
1: think that's my hint. <laughs> yeah, cue in. But I will say this before they come up: they are polar opposite of Taylor Swift it's very, that's the thing that's a little bit interesting about it. No, 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 here we go. No,
2: no, 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 no. He's just playing the field. He's doing the licorice all sorts. (laughs) Listen, I'll be honest. So what if there's polar opposites? I like a blonde. I like a brunette. You know what I mean? Variety is the spice of life. (laughs) He's a, I don't know what he gets paid. I'm going to take a stab in the dark. Right. Yeah. He might like a stab in the dark sometimes as well. You (laughs) got to mix it up. Um, I'm gonna take a stab in the dark here, right? He's got mm-hmm. millions of dollars. I'll mm-hmm. throw right? Will he have millions of dollars?
1: Mm-hmm. He's very well off.
2: Would, uh, uh, Taylor Swift is a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it possible that they just fell in love and the media can't get enough of it? Is that possible? Of course.
1: That's what I think it is, but I'm just saying if there was to be a conspiracy, that's what it would be. I think Travis Kelsey shot a shot and it it's landed.
3: Yeah, of course, that's probably the way it happened, but that's no fun. (laughs) Right?
2: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It's no fun. It's no fun. Real quick, real quick, yes or no answers. Did we go to the moon? Uh, Yes. Is the earth flat? No. Do you believe in evolution?
1: Uh, Yes.
2: Is there a God?
1: There's a higher power for sure, yeah.
2: How many children
1: do you have? Zero.
2: This was getting to know Michael Kiesa in 30 seconds or
1: less.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's
3: a good little segment. I'm going to start that's, doing that every sure. time. That's, that's nice. you uh, have had some surprising answers to those questions.
1: Yeah. I have other conspiracies that just aren't fit for the YouTube channel. You know, like the Epstein stuff, the Pizzagate stuff. Like, that's what I get into. But I'm not a flat earther. I believe in evolution. Like, that type of stuff. Like, yeah, I just... There's nothing that tells me otherwise. Like, I love yeah, Joe Rogan's yeah. Stoned Ape Theory. I think that's the best. That's, that's well, like, to be that's fair, the
2: on the whole Epstein thing, why won't yeah. they release the flight logs?
1: To be they, fair, I did that. I agree for sure. I, you know, it, it drives me nuts, dude. It's
3: Here because we go. All the people that would release it are on it. Yeah. Well, well, because,
2: because also as well, and, and I saw this, this is in my. Uh, you know, I don't spend too much time thinking about these things. But I did see on the news the other day they were talking about it and they said, well, let's just assume if they did release it, because they just, once again, if I'm not correct, right, Bri, they were going to release it the time where it was kind of controlled, kind of expired, and they could have released it and they chose not to once again. And the person that was talking about it was like, well, hold on a minute. If they did release it, stay on the screen, Bri, if they did release it, um, maybe there's innocent people on there i yeah. get to clear their name because there was someone on there that went there with the children or something and it yeah. was totally natural causes or, or innocent reasons
3: mm-hmm. you can make the argument right. that anything's a cover story when you're going to somewhere that is devious let's say
1: how about ricky gervais remember when in- he remember the intro oh, it's amazing the emmys or oscars and you just see him say something about epstein island and you just see tom hanks they snap at to tom hanks and he's like
3: Oh.
2: I love Tom Hanks, man. <laughs> yeah, I do oh, too, my, but... We should have a phone call about Tom <laughs> yeah, Hanks. Dude. Well, well, well oh, I man. know. I've seen the rumors. I've heard
1: I've heard Not all about Tom towards Hanks. Towards Gump, dude. Not the guy. Not Gump, dude. Not Gump. Gump said, gee, you can't do this to be Tom Hanks. Come on, oh just, just tread
2: very carefully when you're talking about tom hanks please I am. Kier, I am i don't know saying. You, you've no. never seen this show before clearly i lose yeah. my mind anyone starts talking shit about tom hanks it happens every episode <laughs> i won't stand for it there's a lot of things i'll stand for but do not be using or I... taking the fucking name of
3: tom hanks in vain do you follow okay? him on twitter i couldn't no. give a fuck he's a weird <laughs> yeah. he's a weird follow on twitter yeah, I don't. His son is people. though.
2: Have you seen his son?
3: Mm-mm. His have son looks his like a uh, like a billboard of billboard
2: last... of uh, um, modern society shit. He's he's like a, he wanted to be a, like a modern day rapper or some. Uh, oh really? Rapper. Some like rapper or whatever. And he would just I don't. Who knows? Maybe he's grown out of it. That's he, a long time ago. I I he's actually.
0: Dude, he's real life Jamie Kennedy from Malibu's Most Wanted. He talks no. in a patois. Yeah, yeah. dude. yeah. yeah. yeah he does. Can you find? You that no video? way.
1: Dude, you gotta be kidding me. He <laughs> gives up right about now when he's talking, you know. Oh, man. oh yeah. my gosh.
3: No way. Yeah, we're so uh, Tom we're Hanks. All
2: right. So, all right. One of the nicest guys in the world, it seems like. Yeah. But that's the son. That's the offspring, Brian. Are you Mm. saying that some of these reasons might be true? And that's why the children that he's rearing. And by the way, I think it's all bullshit for the record. (laughs) Mainstream media. I don't sing this. I don't buy this. I don't like this. But I'm saying this for you all for the sake of the conversation, yeah. (laughs) I
3: um I don't know how the 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 best man in the world could have. Raise this guy, but listen to this.
2: Big up, big up the whole island, massive. It's your boy Chetana coming straight from that golden Gloves. You are saying, watch Come, big up, tune in. <sighs> oh. that, is, that
1: is not how he talks all the time. There is not a chance in hell that is how he talks all the time. That was just for camera. I, yeah. Believe- I've yeah,
2: seen oh he's having a laugh. Leave him alone. I, Leave him alone. I like that. I like that video. Anyway,
1: yeah, let's move on. Let's I'm, move on. We gotta let go of big. the Tom Hanks thing.
2: Castaway, brilliant. Yeah. Big, Great. one of my favorite movies as a kid. Yeah, Forrest Gump. What else is good? Oh,
1: Sleepless in Seattle. Toy Story. Oh, Toy Story. Captain Phillips. Captain. That, that was. I'm good the movie. captain. I'm I'm the the captain. captain. Remember that, Michael. (laughs) I will. I'm the captain. So you went to Michael Michael the Count Bisping to Michael the Captain Bisping.
2: Always been the captain of this show, baby. The captain of this ship. There's only one name. All right, guys. I want to talk about Waterboy, which is sponsored today's episode. And listen, Waterboy is what you need if you want to stay hydrated, if you want to get electrolyted, if you want to make sure that you're not going to be hungover the next day. Well, then that is where Waterboy comes in. Go to Waterboy.com/slash Bisping to get fifteen percent off. But first of all, let me tell you about it. Waterboy is a hydration powder, scientifically formulated. to cut your hangover time in half. There are other hydration packs on the market, but nothing comes anywhere close to fighting those Sunday hangovers like Water Boy with zero sugar and over three times the electrolytes of liquid IV, your hangover stands no chance. Unlike the other competitors, Waterboy has added specific ingredients beyond just hydration to help with nausea and fatigue. And we all know that hydration alone isn't enough to help after a holiday bender. And look, listen, this isn't just for people that like a drink. Waterboy's hangover recovery formula makes a thoughtful stocking stuffer or a fantastic gift for your loved ones. There's nothing like saying, hey, you have a drink problem by giving them Waterboy on Christmas Day. But listen, if you work out a lot, this thing is fantastic for that. I was on the road last week. I was in Austin, Texas. I had them with me every day after my workout. I would have one because water alone, as I said, is not enough to stay hydrated. So this holiday season... All you listeners will get 15% off the entire order when you go to waterboy.com slash bisping. By the way, it tastes delicious. If you just want to make your water, you want to spice it up, you want to give it some flavor and just enjoy a nice drink, that's good for you. Go to waterboy.com slash bisping, 15% off. waterboy.com slash bisping. Harrington, mixed martial arts, news, hard-hitting stories. Give us your best shot, please.
0: Uh, well, I mean, I think the, the other big fight this weekend, uh, Mike Perry versus Eddie Alvarez. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see that. I did.
2: I did. I so did after not. the fight, I went to a nice little steakhouse with Brendan Fitzgerald and their uh, lappy. You'll know him one of the producers. And, um, I may, may have been sent a little stream. So I clicked on it whilst having some food. Um, Pretty short fight. I want to say this. I, d- I didn't watch it too much. I was at dinner, but I did watch it. It was short. I think it was like one or two rounds. I forget now. Um, maximum respect to Eddie Alvarez and Mike Perry because what I did see, it was too furious to really break it down. I mean, them two just brawled their asses off, swinging with everything they had. The amount of damage that both men took was unbelievable, and then in the end, the corner of Eddie Alvarez was like, nah, that's it. If I'm mistaken, correct me, please, Harrington. But as I was sitting watching dinner, that's what it looked like. And I just thought it it, it was. For a very short fight, the amount of action was ridiculous.
1: And they do two-minute rounds of bare knuckle, correct? It's not threes. Mm. It's not not five minutes. I think it's two-minute rounds. Two minutes. Yeah, you know, I didn't watch the fight, but surprisingly, I watched a lot of clips from the presser. Um, Mike Bisping, or not Mike Bisping, sorry, Mike Perry. What a, <laughs> I didn't mean to mix him up. Uh, Mike, Mike Perry. <laughs> hey, there you go. He had a really funny video in the uh, locker room. I don't know if you guys saw it where he's doing like his King of Violence spiel. And he's like, I don't know. I'll talk to you guys about it afterwards. But either way, Mike Perry. Just spiel- say it. No, he talks about grabbing him by the, you remember the grabbing by the pussy thing with Donald Trump? You he can, kind of, you can he, say he, that.
2: We don't care. Okay.
1: So he makes a reference to that. and He gives this really funny speech. I'll send it to you guys. But bare-knuckle boxing is Mike Perry's calling. Like, there is, there's not a better sport out there. Like, it's just so befitting for him. It's like his, his personality, the way he fights. And he was even a good MMA fighter. He had good grappling skills and takedown defense. But he is fit for bare-knuckle boxing. Like, for... For however long that this is sustainable, he is gonna be the face of BKFC. Um, oh, this one, this is funny.
4: All right, let's have a look. You got a big win against Eddie Alvarez. How you feeling right now? I feel great, man. My first
2: act as king is this world needs, men gotta stand up, bro. We we have the man up. Uh, we gotta stop, you know, stop being liberals. You know, we gotta start grabbing women by the pussy again. Point blank period, man. Get in the kitchen. Make me a sandwich, bro. I got work to do. I'm here to feed the family, okay? I feed us, I feed our pockets, and you you feed our mouths, and then we feed each other, and I feed off of you and that that watery little playground you got
1: down there. Oh, <laughs> god. oh god. Dude, <laughs> he is so funny, like naturally oh. funny. He is uh, he's a good as weird as it is, like I don't listen to like Joe Rogan religiously, but when I saw Mike Perry was on, I was like, I gotta listen to Mike Perry because he's gonna say some funny shit. He's he's hilarious.
2: No, no, he's brilliant. And, and and you know what? I really like the guy. I mean, listen, he's out yeah. of his mind. He's saying some controversial stuff there. He's trying to yeah, be funny. Sure. He's trying to have a laugh. You know, I mean, listen. The good thing about the world <laughs> is that. There's all different types of people. Yeah. If everyone was the same, if it was uniform, if everyone thought yeah. the same, had the same opinions, dressed the same, mm. had the same interests and hobbies, the world would be a boring place. Okay? Sure. So, everyone, be yourself. Yeah. Be yourself. And it's great that we have people like Mike Perry and it's great that we have people that are the opposite of Mike Perry. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So just yeah. fucking be yourself, everyone. As long as you're a good person.
1: Yeah. As long as it's you're not a like good I, and it's person. It's not like I'm laughing because I agree with him. I'm laughing because it's like it's like Sean Strickland. He'll say stuff I don't agree with, but it's yeah, I can't help but get yeah. a laugh out of it. You oh know,
2: no, no, no 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 no! I, we I, need I, people I,
1: like Mike Perry and Sean Strickland.
2: Mike Perry's hilarious. Yeah. He's absolutely fucking hilarious. Yeah. uh Good for him. I, and I am so happy, so happy. I mean, the fight was amazing, and he's making a lot of money from what I hear. So again. Well, well done. Harrington, that was not what I was looking for, though. I was looking for, and I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do it myself. Uh, Oh, Brian and Harrington, jump on this screen, please, as we have this conversation. So this news broke last week. uh, The light heavyweight champion of the world, the one and only Jamal Hill, friend of the show, of course. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it was just after we did the show last week. And um, the news broke. I just looked at my phone and there it was. I scrolled Instagram for a quick minute and it popped up. Jamal Hill arrested for domestic violence. Ugh. And that's never a good headline no. because you think one thing, your mind immediately goes to what is typically domestic violence. You've beaten up your wife, something like that. But it wasn't that. you give us some more details.
0: Uh, Yeah, So uh, in this story uh, comes out that Jamal Hill got into an exchange with his brother. Uh, He did address it uh, very briefly on his YouTube channel. He said there's been reports out there today about the situation that happened when I was back home in Michigan visiting for the holidays. I will just say this. At this time, it's an open case. I've been advised not to speak on it, which I know not to speak on. I just can't wait for the truth to be told in court. I will wait for that day and I look forward to that day. People who know me and know my character who truly and truly rock with me and know who I am. Hold on to that. Stay true to that. That's all I'm going to say on that.
1: Um, you know, I I hate the headline I, because the the, the the outlets like TMZ, <laughs> that get a very casual following. They go to the one thing. Like you said, you see domestic violence. You just automatically think that this guy beat his girlfriend or his wife and you would think that for them – they would put the extra part about it being with his brother to not try to, I I don't know. I don't know. I just, I think it was very distasteful for them to just leave the the headlines that bare when there's so much more story.
2: Maybe I don't know if it was malicious or not. I mean, maybe that is, you know what I mean? Maybe it's just factual. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. it's just it's it's classed as domestic violence. That yeah. was the charge because it was at home. I don't know this for a fact, but from what I'm led to believe, this was yeah. after Thanksgiving. It was on yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Brian Harrington, do you, you do have brothers? I know Michael, you've only got sisters. You might yeah. have beaten up some of your sisters over the years. <laughs>
1: no, they beat me. But up.
2: I'll t- I'll tell you this: as a man that's got three brothers, I have fought cat and dog. Not with my younger brother mainly with Conrad and Stephen, And when I say fought, I've been beaten up many times. Conrad is the size of a bloody, he's gigantic. He is absolutely massive. He has kicked the living shit out of me. And we've had some wild fights in our house, okay? My mom, the poor woman, and my dad having to break us up. And me, getting the shit kicked out of me. Never had the police involved,
3: though. Yeah, if my brother went to jail every time he kicked the shit out of me on Thanksgiving, I mean... (laughs) He would he would still be in jail i mean <laughs> this shouldn't be a story you know like you do dumb shit. oh hold on sorry it's hold all on. right buddy yeah yeah go on you were saying it. your brothers also, you know he he would be in jail forever this isn't a story for the public and especially not a domestic violence charge i mean give i i don't even know i don't even know what would be better assault is not better than domestic violence there's still really bad charges but like i don't know i Dude, back in my day, this was just called family business.
0: Yes. This didn't make the paper, dude. Yes. <laughs> you yes. and your brother go to the side yard and fight it out. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Listen,
2: I hate to go on them. you know, I've told my story. Our house growing up was a madhouse. It was a shit show. We were known on the whole street. My dad was loud. My mom was loud. There was a lot of shit going down, okay?
1: <laughs> Sorry about that.
2: The, well, you go, good, brother. The police... We're never involved. I mean, maybe sometimes if it got really extreme, you know what I mean? The police were definitely around a few times. But what I'm saying is that nobody got taken away uh, in the back of the the, the car. Nobody was charged. Nobody reported on it because no one gave a fuck about us back then. Uh, And certainly no one was suing anybody or anything like that. Now, we don't know the details, right? We don't know the details. For Jamal Hill, obviously, he cannot speak on it because it is an active investigation. And, of course, if he has a lawyer, which I'm assuming he does, they would have said, don't talk about this. Not to mention the fact that you're the former light heavyweight champion of the world and you want to fight for the belt. Don't complicate the waters. However... I guess we gotta wait and see. You know what yeah. I mean? Maybe we're all sitting there saying this is crazy. I mean, if he's gone fucking ape shit, smashed the house up, <laughs> destroyed his brother, he's currently on a life support machine, <laughs> smacked his mum at the same time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe they had to call the police, right? Yeah, we're assuming that that didn't happen, though.
1: Yeah, it's it's always the holidays. I don't know what it is. It's like this is a time for holiday cheer. It's like no siblings are fighting each other, old or young. It doesn't matter. This it's the holidays are like a. A magnet for dysfunction in some families I feel like it's just and it's usually siblings like sibling type rivalries I may not have brothers but I've been in many conflicts with my sister I used to get my ass kicked by him a lot but arguments arise on the holidays for some reason I don't know why it's 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 something about the, the holiday spirit that just makes yep. siblings want to fight each other.
2: No, it, no, it really is. It it is always the holidays. Christmas, Christmas in our house was growing up. I mean, not this house that I'm in now. This house yeah. is great. Uh, yeah, that was always a good one. My mom and dad. That was that was that. That's when the the, the fight of the year would go down. Christmas <laughs> Day. It was awesome. It has to um, be some money stress yeah.
3: too. You know what I mean. Anything else to add, Harrington or Brian? Before we move on. No. No. I mean, just uh, don't go to. You shouldn't go to jail for beating up your annoying brother. Yeah, no. who know and who knows, maybe it's
1: I I, I it's none of my business. But when when the, when it comes out in the public, you, you you garnish interest in it naturally. And it's like I'd be interested to hear how the whole thing panned out. I have a feeling maybe they're in an argument that happened outside and maybe a neighbor called the police. Maybe it wasn't that bad, but there was an outside source. Who knows? It's Honestly, it's not my business, nor is it the world's business, how families operate. But it's just unfortunate for Jamal. And maybe I'm just being biased because I'm like I'm a homer. I like Jamal a lot. So maybe I'm mm-hmm. being a little hypersensitive to how this is being treated because um, it's just very unfortunate for the guy. He's had a rough well, year, dude.
2: But, well no no but but you actually said that perfectly there because the thing is, and and more than likely, let's be honest, and we're again, you know, assuming probably a bit of alcohol involved, usually yeah. is it's the holidays, right? Mm-hmm. You're drinking, you have a bit of an argument, right? And you start having it, maybe gets a little bit carried away. This is one kind of hypothetical version. Hypothetical, mm-hmm. of course, but it, as you just said there, maybe it was getting a little rowdy. Maybe the neighbors call the police. Maybe the police show up and Jamal's like, because what? there's one thing about family, your brothers, your wife, they will get you madder than anybody else on the planet, mm-hmm. right? If I'm arguing with Rebecca, which doesn't happen very often, but when that does happen, my God, I take no prisoners. My temper is at a 10. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if him and his brother, let's assume, because he was the, ne- the guy I mentioned, are going at it, and then a cop shows up, sticking his nose in, where it's not required and he might've just gone, well, fuck you. What the fuck are you even doing here? And all the rest. And then he gets arrested,
1: right? You put it all together. There he is. He's arrested for domestic violence. Well, I don't know what the rules are in Michigan, but I know in Washington state, if there is a domestic dispute, like if somebody calls the police, whether it's somebody within the, the problem or like on the outside, seeing it, if they call the police and say, Hey, these two people are fighting, it's getting physical, they, the cops always have to detain somebody. Like they'll show up like, well, there's a domestic dispute. We're here. Like somebody has to go to jail. Who's it going to be? Like it literally boils down to that. At least that's the law here in Washington. I don't know about Michigan, but I know that I've had friends that have gotten in domestic disputes with, you know, people within their family and like had to go to jail because the cops are like, well, we have to take somebody, no one's getting off scot-free. So it could have been a situation with that as well, where it's, the cops are just forced to to detain yeah. somebody.
2: Anyway, I hope it all works out. I hope it was nothing too serious for Jamal. You never know. Yeah. The champion of the world gets arrested. That's going to make headlines. As I say, hopefully it's just, just one of those days with family. Um, but I saw this video at the weekend. UFC 296 is just around the corner. Colby Covington going up against Leon Edwards. As we know, is Donald Trump's favorite fighter. Where are
1: you on the list of Donald Trump's favorite fighters, Michael? Uh I don't think I make the list, honestly. Um I'm oh. I did even though I did get to meet the former president of the United States, um, he didn't know you me did? by name. I did. I met him at um I forget which paper. MSG? Was. Yeah, no, it was it was the he came to a Vegas show this year. Uh I was in training camp, but I saw him. And I was with Juliana Pena, so I kind of wrote her coattails because she's a former champion herself, wrote her coattails up for a chance to meet the president. I mean, whether you love him or hate him, you're always going to jump at the opportunity to meet a president. I mean, that's the leader of our country, whether you love him or hate him. It was pretty cool, though. But he did acknowledge that I was a fighter, and he acknowledged my work at the desk, but he did know me by name. Nice. He's a big Bo Nickel fan to my understanding, though.
2: Oh, well, we should be. Bob Nichols, the American hero, the man that's going to take down Hamza, the man that's going to reclaim <laughs> the middleweight title. But America's already got it in Sean Strickland. Totally forgot about yeah. that. Um, yeah. There was a cool little video doing the rounds. I'm excited for Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington going down in a couple of weeks. The same night as Tales from the Arts 2 Get your tickets from myticket.co.uk. Ooh, nice plug. Um, Harrington, Bob Brian, play the video. We're at Mar a Lago. It was a good night seeing
3: Trump.
2: I just want to say, whatever you're watching, Kobe, and it's been an incredible
4: career, so it'll be a great night. And I look forward to it, traveling out there. You're gonna root you and you're gonna be fantastic.
2: I'm gonna take back that little towel, Here to take back the White House. We're gonna make ready. a ready. Interesting concept, let's put them together, yeah? Let's go, we have to. We got to sit down and have some dinner after a meeting with him and showing him the suit that we made with his face and his mugshot on the back of it. Hold that tight so I can give it a good one over there. Just a great night for MAGA and what the future is to hold. That's pretty good. Awesome. Good luck, Kobe. Go out there, man. Just an honor to, to be here in his presence, the presence of greatness. And we're going to make America great again. You could delay us, but you cannot deny us. We're coming, baby. Miss <sighs> We missed out December 16 live on pay-per-view.
1: I have a good, what, I have a good question for you, Mike. Who do you, th- who oh, do you think? Hold is on. Good? Hold on. Re- re- real quick though. You got to yeah. give
2: it to Colby. That man knows how to cut a promo. Yeah. He really does. You know, and regardless of Trump and his politics, regardless of what you think about him there, I mean, again, very charismatic and them two together. I mean, they're going to, they're going to double them up. He's going <laughs> to take back the title. He's going to take back the white house. It's quite the story there, Michael.
1: It's a great story. And you know what? He lot, he really willed his way into a relationship with Donald Trump and that's good for him. You know, that's got to benefit him in and outside of the octagon, whether it be just free rounds on Trump's private golf course or whatever it is. But if if both people, if if Trump and Colby can't win the office and the title at the same time, who do you think has better odds of winning Colby beating Leon Edwards or Donald Trump becoming president again, who has better odds?
2: Well, Well, that's a very easy question
1: yeah
2: the the easy answer is Donald Trump is going to become the president, okay yeah. I'm sorry, Joe yeah. but Donald Trump or somebody from the republicans is are going to be the republicans are going to be on power
1: in yeah. power yeah. For
2: sure, Leon Edwards is going to win that fight. Yeah, do <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure about that. Now, now yeah. th- obviously there's a chance of Colby, and I, I appreciate Colby very much.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, but but I favor Leon in that fight.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Whether it's Donald Trump or whoever the Republican representative is, Joe Biden can't string a sentence together these days. I just no. and I feel like a lot of people are going to be losing faith in him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, so I don't know, man. I don't think he's got a good his his approval. Rating is in the toilet and things like that. So to answer your question, because you asked it me, there's yeah. your answer. Very simple.
1: It's a good answer. I like it. I like Leon in the, Leon in that fight with Colby too. I mean, I just think you just, you don't want to do perennial matchups like how, you know, fighter A did against fighter C, that type of stuff. But like, you look at how Leon performed against Kamar Usman. It's like, it, there's nothing that tells me Colby can do anything better than what Kamar attempted to do against Leon Edwards, especially in the second fight. So uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think, I think Leon and Trump are in for uh, both winning their respected fights.
2: Yeah, l- 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 listen, I'm not saying that Colby doesn't have a path to victory because I he truly does. believe that he, he does. He really does. Yeah, and when you look at Kamara Usman in the third fight, I do believe they're getting knocked out in the second one played a massive factor. It did. He just wasn't himself and he seemed more back to himself when he fought Hamza Chimeyev. Mm-hmm. So I think if that one shot, and I'm not taking away from Leon's victory either, you got to be careful because yeah. other, if, it, if it, the UK fans... They love their champion and yeah, rightly so. As so they I, uh, I don't want to take away from his yeah. uh victory, far from it, but I'm just saying, you know, that mm-hmm. had a big impact the way that he knocked out Kamara Usman. It For really sure. did. Now, That's I definitely. think uh, Kobe's a little bit different, he's kind of packaged the same way on paper, but mm-hmm. I think the pace, I think the output, and I also think that with the stakes being so high, the fact that he is 35 36, it's his third attempt at a title fight. I don't think he gets another one, so I think I think you put all that together. I think it's going to be a tough fight, but I do yeah. believe more than likely Leon pulls it off.
1: Well, and with Colby's weaponized cardio, like he could he could bring a level of fatigue to Leon that he had to deal with similarly to the first fight with Kamara. Because I mean, look, he got the knockout, he got the f- the final blow, but up until that point, it was one way traffic for three rounds for Kamara Usman. Aside from the first round, Kamara pretty much manhandled him for three rounds. Until the knockout, but Colby has enough cardio within him that he could push a pace on Leon Edwards to get his to, to get that level of fatigue to where he could maybe make him struggle a little bit more. Um, that's that's what he's best at. Oh, God damn it, hold on.
4: 12 seconds later.
2: Let me ask you this, Michael Chiesa. Were you a man that got involved in a lot of street fights when you were younger?
1: Uh, I would say about average, like I would say maybe average, maybe a little below. I was kind of more. I was kind of a bullied a little bit. I was kind of a shrimp. So if I found a fa- yeah. if I found another shrimp, then we would we would duel. But you know, I wasn't really in a ton of fights.
2: Classic bullying tactics from Michael Kieser. Could have guessed <laughs> it. I could have guessed it. A man that lives in a log cabin looks like a real man. Do you, do you chop
1: wood with an axe? <laughs> I I do I do chop wood with an axe. Oh, I do I do it, I I do it pretty it. well. My teammate Sam Cecilia every year he comes up to my house because he goes to the lumberjack games and he'll come up to my house and practice with his throwing axe. So we'll get out back. And do we'll, you wear, split wood? But we'll throw the axes into targets. Do you wear a plaid shirt while you're doing it? A flannel. I have a I have a very nice flannel selection. And yeah, when I'm chopping wood, do you, you drink best a cup throat? of coffee and like
2: as you're looking out into your five acres.
1: In the mornings, yes, but before I chop wood, I drink beer. Safety first. Oh,
2: of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Hold on. I'm trying to think of some of the stereotypes. Uh, Harrington and Brian, help me out with the stereotypes. About- do, I wear, do, I wear susp-
1: do I wear suspenders? For sure.
2: For a northern man,
0: Northern Pacific. <laughs> yeah. Are you there, Harrington and Brian? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, do you,
1: there's a whole lot of
0: hard tack for breakfast?
1: Oh, I just like. What do you mean? What's like? I mean Copenhagen and hard. Uh, you know, Copenhagen and fried eggs is kind of what I'm going for. You know. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Hold on. What the
2: hell's Copenhagen?
1: That. that was that would be chewing tobacco, Mister Bisping.
2: Ah, throwing a
1: growing a lip ripper. You know, go out there and chop some wood. You know, that's what you yeah, which do. is the most disgusting thing ever. The dip, uh, Ding, that stuff. I'm on the Zins now. I've 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 left the uh, Copenhagen yeah. in the past. The Zins get the job done. They're Great. Okay, okay.
2: Anyway, uh the reason I asked about the street fights is because there's one man out there called Mike Tyson. As we know, he had a bit of a troublesome childhood, and it's still to this day, even though he's Mr. Cool, he's Mr. Zen, and he's always high. We saw that thing recently on the plane where he lost his shit. And to be fair, you fuck around, you find out. And he definitely got what was coming to him on the Southwest Flight. Mike Tyson had enough, jumped up, pummeled the crap out of him. Harrington, what's the
0: update? Uh, so his lawyer, uh, he, there was no charges pressed against Tyson for the incident, but his lawyer is threatening to sue in civil court. Uh, he's approached Mike Tyson with a demand for four hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars with the promise that a lawsuit will file quickly after if uh, Tyson does not meet the demands. Tyson's lawyer came out and said, we have received the shakedown letter and it will not work against us.
1: No. Well, and I'd be interested to see, like, are they going to get testimonies from people that saw the incident happen? For me, I don't even think it would take that because I think that this guy was drunk. He was out of line. And if you poke the bear, you're going to get the pause. Like, that's just the way it goes. Like, you can't give somebody a pass just because let's say Mike Tyson's an average human being that doesn't fight. And let's say that guy pisses him off by poking and prodded at him and that guy swats him. That guy's not going to do anything. But the fact that it's Mike Tyson, it's like you almost went out there with the intention to do this.
2: That's actually a really good point. I I, I do like that because I, I wonder where you were going with it. But you're absolutely right. It's like there's Mike Tyson. Let's keep pissing him off. The guy was drunk. We've all seen the video. Mm-hmm. You know, all right, granted, you know, turn the other cheek, ignore them, don't respond, all that type of stuff. But when you're just bloody, you've had a long day. You know what I mean? You're tired, you're on an evening flight, and you've got some drunk guy. And granted, I think we'd like to think that most people, wouldn't react that way. But you also do know that it's Mike Tyson. That's why you recognize him in the first place. You know some of the stuff that he said and done. He was the heavyweight champion of the world. The man's, you know... Been very open about it. It's mm-hmm. like uh, Russell Brand, he was talking, and you saw what happened with Russell Brand. Uh, all these women came out with these allegations, oh, which, yeah. is, which kind of went quiet, didn't it? It kind of went yeah. quiet, but the police are now investigating it. Uh, yeah. I know nothing about what went down, but Russell Brand's kind of defense at the time, and as I said, I wasn't in the room. I don't know yeah. anything about it. But yeah. Russell Brand's kind of defense, and this is where the similarity comes in, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, or the comparison, should I say, is that he was like, hold on a minute, all these women, they're saying, you know, they knew what I was like. I was very openly a sex addict mm-hmm. and a drug addict. I mm-hmm. was going out trying to have sex with every woman I could find. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So he, he'd he set his stall out. And as I say, I don't know any of the other details. Mike Tyson's kind of the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Not with the sex, but with mm. the violence, but yeah. very open that this is a very, very violent man and a man that is capable of doing some, you know, unsavory
1: things. Yeah. And what do you do? You continue to push his buttons. Yeah. I, like I said, I think the guy did was intentionally doing that. Like you're going out of your way to poke and prod at a guy that is historically kind of had a temper. So it's like, is this a guy trying to get a cash grab? I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yes, you know what you did. You went out there and you're, you know, it's, I'm sure it's hard to piss Mike Tyson off, but in, in that type of setting, like you said, long day, night flight, you're exhausted, drunk guy, Close quarters, can't get away from you can't turn your cheek, you're in an airplane. There's only so many places you can go. Um, I think the guy knew what he was doing and was intending for
3: this well, to come of it.
2: L- look, listen, I'm not condoning somebody losing the shit, right? At his age, at his age, he should have known better. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm gonna read that out in just a second. So I'm not condoning his violence, but there is you know, the, the it was he was kind of provoked. And here's what yeah. Tyson had to say. He said, I'm usually good at these things. I guess it was just his number. I was wrong. It never should have happened. That's me back at my primitive child stages. I shouldn't have done that, but I was irritated, irritated and blind, tired, high, pissed off. Shit happens. Yeah. And listen, he's right. He's right, mm-hmm. and that guy is trying to shake him down for four hundred and fifty thousand. Afterwards, the guy hardly had a mark on him. He was kind of smiling. He was pretending that he was crying. I'm sure he's getting on with his life all fine. If it yeah. wasn't Mike Tyson, if he wasn't famous, if he didn't have some money, if he didn't have a way of squeezing some fucking cash out of him, he yeah. wouldn't be trying to shake him down right now. Mm-hmm. He would have just got on with his day. If it was just, let's just say, someone that can handle themselves, but nobody knows who it is. Let's say it was you on the plate. I'm joking. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. What's we'll say- it? Say it's, it's, it's me. No, for no, sure. no, no, no. As I was saying, I, that, that joke just—I was like, it was too easy to not say.
0: No, yeah, the let sure.
2: no, no. It's just some average guy, you know. Yeah. But, but he can handle himself. He yeah. wouldn't be pursuing this like this. He would have just got mm-hmm. off, got on with it, and say, you know what? Lesson learned. I mm-hmm. shouldn't have been annoying that dickhead. <laughs> the reality is, nobody died. Nobody had life-changing injuries. Okay, Tyson. That he, he should also be a bit embarrassed of himself. You yeah. know, and he, he said that he, he was wrong. He certainly yeah. was. Uh, it is a shakedown.
1: Yeah, it's what it seems like to me, and that's unfortunate. Like, I, that's the state, current state of society, right? It's like it's uh, Mike doesn't deserve that type of treatment, and that it's it's a shame that there's so many people that would do things like that, poke and prod at a guy that's been there, done that. Like, for people like me and you, we see Mike Tyson, and I'm like in awe. Like, I, I'm thinking this is the former heavyweight champion, this is Iron Mike. I grew up watching your highlight reel, but then there's other people that don't respect what he's done. And look at it as an opportunity, whether it's to gain monetary assets or if it's just to like I want to talk shit and piss this guy off because I'm drunk and I'm an idiot. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's a shame. Well, I've
2: been there myself.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you I'm sure you have. I've, I've heard-
2: had, I've, I've had lawsuits myself. I've yeah. had a situation. I'm not even sure if I can speak on it. Yeah,
1: but I don't worry about lawsuits. I can't talk about either.
2: Yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah. no. But yeah. I don't give a shit. I'll talk yeah. about it when I was yeah. champion. It, it yeah. was well documented at the time. Yeah, some guy. I was in the gym. Yeah, and fuck him. I don't care. Right? <laughs> uh, I was in the gym and I was lifting weights. Yeah. And I was super setting my kettlebell swings. Yeah, I was doing my kettlebell swings. I went back to the bench press. And when I was doing that, someone removed the weight from one side of the bar. So when I lifted the bar, and it was on this side, so I don't even see my hand. So I didn't realize there was no bar. So I weight wow. on the end of the bar.
0: Whoa. When I lifted
2: it up, obviously it was off balance. The weight fell off. It landed on the floor. Almost landed on some innocent guy walking by. He almost wow. landed on his foot. And I was like, oh shit, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm okay. Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I looked around, there's a bunch of kids. I'm like, Mm did one of you guys take my weight off? They're like, yeah. And I was like, trying to give him advice. I was a little irritated. Yeah, I was like, what the hell are you doing? I said, you don't do that in a gym guys. I said, that's yeah. really, really dangerous. You don't leave weights on one side of a bar. And certainly when it's not even your bar, you don't yeah. do that. Yeah. The guy's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Oh, anyway, I, I lost my temper. I didn't hit him. He got in my face. He said, I yeah. know where you live. I know where your family live and shit like that. <laughs> and then that's I grabbed, bad. I grabbed a hold of him. Anyway, yeah. turns out the whole thing was a setup, but still still got paid yeah. out. But I shouldn't really talk about it. Yeah. So if you're a media member on a shitty website, do me a favor. Don't report this. <laughs> he ain't watching the fucking podcast. I guarantee no. don't report on that. All right? Anyway. <laughs> all right, guys, are you tired of wasting your money on testosterone booster products that simply don't work? I don't blame you. Right. That is why our sponsor, Nugenics Total Tea, will let you try before you buy. You can get a complimentary sample when you text 231231 231 and enter the keyword belief. It's never been that easy. We've all got a phone. You're probably listening to me on your phone. Just text 231231, enter the keyword believe, and it's going to come your way. What is going to come your way? Well, the rescue that you need to stop you from getting the dad bod, to giving you back your energy, to letting you become the man That you used to be or the man that you're always destined to be. Listen, if you're going to the gym and working out and you're not getting the results, it's because your testosterone is dipping. Maybe you've lost shape, you're out of shape, your muscle, your energy. As we get older, we lose testosterone. That is the simple facts of life. But Nugenics Total T boosts free and total testosterone levels to help you feel better at work, in the gym. And in the bedroom. And by the way, Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testofen will help you turn back the clock and re-energize your life. But don't take our word for it. Try before you buy. If it works, keep it. If not, keep the sample. You've got nothing to lose, but you could gain the energy, the muscle, the drive, and the passion. Get your sample by texting 231-231 and enter the keyword BELIEVE. Nugenics contains man-boosting ingredients like testafen, which is shown in clinical studies to boost the testosterone levels in the man. Okay, It is an unprecedented formula with science-backed key ingredients. Don't be misled. Every product professes quality, okay? Nugenics is the number one doctor recommended brand and the number one selling testosterone booster brand at GNC and Walmart. Well, you don't need to buy it from GNC or Walmart and you don't need to pay for it. You just text 231-231. You enter the keyword believe and it will be on its way. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever. Come on. What are you waiting for? Lose weight, get lean and do it fast. Text 231 231 enter the keyword believe. 231 231 enter the keyword believe. And now back to the show. 321. What do you do for Christmas?
1: Christmas is spent at home. Yeah, just with the family and then um I'll get out and do a lot of snowboarding, travel around a little bit and uh, chase the pow, you know. You can't you can talk bad about golf. You can talk bad about Chase golf all you the pow? You ain't gotta you gotta respect the gnar Michael oh. Bisping. You gotta respect the gnar. You can get out there and shred some oh power, my, my guy. <laughs> you, Ryan and Harrington, please, I need help.
2: I need support right now.
3: I get it. I snowboard. I understand. My man, you thank sh- you. Do you chase the pow? I don't think oh, I've yeah. ever said those words, but I oh, understand. Chase the this, chase
1: and pow, baby. Come on, chase the it. storms. You know,
0: Mike, you're call not. On. You're
3: really not shredding gnar. Come on, come dude. on, this thing.
2: <laughs> I need someone to call up the people that make this terrible list of terms <laughs> that douchebags use from and, Oxford and put on chase the pow. for anyone that's in england and doesn't snowboard and he's not a dick he's talking about chasing the powder the powder being the fresh powder yeah that's right oh god how about just say do a little snowboarding
1: i you know i i just i got to use my slang terms you know i just it makes me feel more hip you know i feel like i fit in more with the the snowboarding crowd i'm like i'm chasing pow you know what i'm saying Oh, you like, yeah, I should yeah. I should have said it in Tom Hanks' son's little accent. I should have, you know. But Back I in my day, I
2: would chase the punani. You know <laughs> what I mean? Not the pal.
1: That's what's wrong <laughs> with
2: society.
1: <laughs> chasing the punani. I I like that. Um, I can't. I, there's nothing I can say about that. The,
2: anyway, Brian, how much it looked like you were going to say something?
1: I was going to try to do the whole Tom
0: Hanks patois talking about snowboarding and just do bail. it. No, it's now
1: we now we gotta hear it. <laughs> yeah, no backing out now, dude.
0: Right so about on. now, me and my friends, mom. We head to the mountains. shred the pow. pow. Oh my god. That was right. Yeah, just that was, that, was, that was it was so rough, That right? was good, but that was bad.
2: Like yeah. Yes, yeah, so give, no, no, no. give me your best one. Give me your best one. Rude man, Shred to the Pow,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I don't even I'm know if that's how you do it. I just I I just shoot my shot.
2: This, we might get taken down off YouTube for this, and we might get called racist, um, dang, which is insane. Tough. It's insane. Uh, what was I going to say? There was a snowboarding game that I used to love on the PlayStation back in that's, the day. Cool oh, Borders.
1: Yeah. Or something. That's a good one. Cool Borders. Was it Cool Borders or something? Yeah, they had that. And then there yeah.
3: was SSX Tricky. That was tight. I I liked SXX. I was tight. I
2: mean, I'm going back. I'm talking like 95, 96 oh, yeah. on the
1: original De- PlayStation. Definitely,
2: what do you think definitely the last cool board- they made a
3: snowboarding game was?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. They don't even make Tony Hawk anymore. Tony Hawk was the best game ever, dude. I was all about the You Tony played Hawk. a lot of games? I uh, know I'm not much of a gamer. You're going to laugh at me. I'm just, I'm just going to feed you some ammunition, but the only video game I have is my golf simulator in my garage where I'm working on my, <laughs> <simulator>. <laughs> where I'm That's working on my swing. That's so, usually where I film my podcast, but I, I'm working on my simulator right now. I'm getting it So, all so hold on. A so
2: you, 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 you're a complicated man with layers. One minute <laughs> you're talking about standing there with your flannel and your beer and you're chewing tobacco and your axe and making your own firewood like a real goddamn american and in the next <laughs> sentence you're on your golf simulator in your podcasting studio chasing the pal you know what i mean yeah which one are you michael kiasa
1: i'm a jack of all trades mike bisping sometimes I, I, i'm chasing pals sometimes i'm hitting golf balls sometimes i'm chopping wood you know, I'm a man.
2: You sound like a very interesting man. All jobs yeah. aside. No, good for you, man. Good for you. Good for you. No, it's all we're always messing around here. We're only joking. I should it never have to enough. explain that, but we don't know. I don't know if people are getting offended or people actually think I have a problem with you playing fucking golf. All right. So thank you again to Michael Kies for jumping on. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks Whether for we having always me. End, it's great. Oh, no, no, good. Uh, we always end the show with a few questions. If you have one that you want to send in, in, please do so to bympod.com. At gmail.com.
0: And if you're listening on Spotify wherever you find podcasts, make sure to subscribe. Leave us a five star rating, positive review. It really helps out on those platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel and you hit that notification bell to find out whenever a new episode drops. And if you want to catch over 500 episodes you can't find it anywhere else, head to gasdigital.com. Use the promo code BYM. Get a seven
1: day free trial. Check it out over 20 great shows on the network. Wow. That was nice. fast. It's <laughs> fast.
3: Oh, he's the he's man. He's good at a few things in life, and that <laughs> is one of them. So, we
2: mem- memorizing yeah. sentences like a robot. You really? can do that.
3: Uh, Delivering
2: impressive. that sentence on time, not so much. And that's a long story. If you watch the Working show, you know. It. Okay. Brian, what we got, bro? All
3: right. We got a couple of very brief questions here today. We have this first one from Connor Carter. Hi, right,
2: This spring, Connor Carter here. I'm wondering who do you think is going to be next to the weight division champion?
1: Anyways, have a good end. <laughs> <laughs> What was that noise at the end? <laughs> that was awesome. Dude. That's what you
2: call somebody from the north of England.
1: <laughs> okay, fair enough. My friend's mom used to call me a scouser because like, I always wear Beatles shirts. She'd be like, "Oh, you're yeah. a scouser. you're a scouser." I said, "Yeah, sure."
2: Scousers don't wear people's shirts, and if they did, they would be a right tit. Uh, but, but next double champ, who do you think Michael Chiesa has the ability to become the next double champ?
1: Um, man, for me, uh, this is kind of a this is a bold this is a bold one. I think it could be Sean O'Malley. I think if he can hold the bantamweight title for a while, he's got the frame. You have to look at like obviously we have Alex Pajeda, who's our newest double champ. But when I'm looking at the current state outside of him, I just think that he has the frame to go up a weight class if he wanted. And I think
2: he's he, not a double champ; he's a two weight division champion.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So what define? So what do you mean double champ? A double champ
2: know. means simultaneously holding oh. the belts in two weight classes.
1: Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, I'll still go with Sean O'Malley. I think he's got the frame to go up to 145 pounds. Uh, if I think about a fight, it, you know, in that time, I think L- uh, Alex Volkanovski will have moved on. Let's say he fights a Taporia. I think he could beat a guy like Ilya Taporia. He's got the striking skills. So, I look at O'Malley with his frame being a guy that could go up to one hundred and forty five pounds to have success.
2: That's. I, I mean, you make a lot of sense, and you use a lot of logic in your argument there or your reasoning. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's 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 not it's not a crazy shout. Obviously, going to get through Cheeto Vera first.
1: Mm-hmm, for yeah, sure. I mean one forty five. Cheeto might be the kryptonite with the the way he attacks the legs. You know, that's that might be Styles make fights. But you've actually got me
2: excited to see a Volkanovski versus Sean O'Malley fight. Who would have love to see that? And as you say, maybe a year down the line, if Volkanovski's gone to one fifty-five or whatever, because he's not young, is he? No. Maybe it's Ilya Teporia. Yeah, I would love to see that as well. Or so, even yeah, Max that's Holloway. Good.
1: Maybe Max Holloway's in the mix too. You never know. Volkanovski steps back, you know. Max Holloway could be the guy to to jump out front because he's beat everybody else and win the title again. So you never. Know.
2: I will say, Islam Makachev hmm yeah. Islam Makacheva, he's already talking about, you know, going up to 170. I yeah. think he's got his hands full at 155, respectfully. You know, yeah. as we just said, saw Ruki and Oliveira and Gagey. Yeah. I mean, there's three really yeah. tough fights. But stylistically against Mm -hmm. Leon Edwards, he could give him problems, could give him problems. Uh, If it was Colby, he could give him problems, you know? So I think, I think Islam just being as good as he is. It's it's
1: nothing to do with the matchups either side. It's just as good as he is. I'm going to actually retract what I said and agree with you on that one. I don't know why that one didn't jump out front to me, but yeah, I mean, especially because that's kind of been in the news lately. People have been, you know, Islam kind of put it out there. Colby kind of went with it, saying when I beat Leon Edwards, I'm fighting Islam next. I don't think it would be at 155. I think it would be Islam coming up. Um, I retract my Sean O'Malley statement. I'm going to agree with you on this one, Mike. Uh, definitely Islam. Akashen, for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Good. Thank you. Sure. Um...
1: What else we got, Bry? All right, next question. I hope it's, I hope it's, I hope this question's as good as the last one because that guy was great. <laughs>
3: well, this one is missing a little <laughs> bit of context in the beginning for you, okay. but uh, okay, we forgot Jordan's name last time. By we, I mean me. So this one is from Jordan.
4: Beware podcast. I've been there, bunch of times, right? Bunch of times, and you guys forgot me. That is really not good. I'm sad anyway harrington you can forget me as much as you want i will love you forever my question today right is what's the most craziest thing that you have done or anyone you know has done which landed them in custody or jail you know i got a bit of a situation you know that's a funny situation i might dm harrington because i dm him all the time you know but the love is obviously one-sided which is you know anyway peace being you're a legend everyone loves you everyone respects you for all you've achieved you're a god i love you everyone loves you, you know what i mean if i could have one conversation with you this being or play xbox with you or something my life would be i would be complete i would be so happy Bro. in myself no more wow. depression. i love you guys how much i love you the most though Bisping, being the guy
2: hey, here's Bisping what i'm gonna do here's what i'm gonna do for rob yeah i mean that was quite that was very I mean, nice thank you yeah that was unbelievable. Yeah. Brian, I'm going to record a video message. I can't tell if I'm that's gonna, a bit he, or not. I know. Is he fucking about or what? I don't, I don't know. No, no one gets that fucking hard on-ish about anyone. You know what people, I mean?
1: People, I've noticed people kind of fuck with you on the show a little bit. I, with, I've seen the clips of like, you know, they they write out the name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was about to fucking send him a video, personalized video message.
1: Don't let no. me influence your decision. No, no, I'm no, sure no, he no, seemed, no, It seemed no. genuine to no. me. It seemed genuine
2: it's, to am it, I'm, I'm, He's made a fool out of me now. Um, it seems What was the question?
1: Craziest thing? I don't know. Uh, you or a friend you know has done yeah. to get them thrown no, into jail.
2: No, I mean, I mean the, the, we've heard a lot of stories. At my age, 44, I mean, this, yeah. the, the, I could go on all day. I could blow your minds. Uh, yeah. I don't know why I thought of this. It's not the crazy. Yes, but it's worth a mention. Yeah. A guy in my hometown, Piggy, <laughs> that's his name. Uh, I wasn't going to name him. Um, he got out of prison and this cop lived in this house.
1: Yeah. And he, and he
2: was by the pub. And he had a few beers Yeah, and he took a piss through his letterbox. Oh no. And the cop grabbed his dick through the letterbox. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah. So the story goes, and he was like trying to get away, and the guy had hold of his fucking dick. Uh, well, there that's it is. Right. That's not the craziest story you've ever heard, but that's the only one I'm going to give you because there's lots of other ones. Real quick, Michael Kiesa because it's that time of the day where we finish the show, where I yeah. gotta go, gotta take yeah. a pee, get on go. one knee <laughs> <laughs> with the Michael Kiesa.
1: <laughs> got bars, nice bars, Mike bars. I've is- gotta flee. Bars is slang for rapping, in case you didn't know. So you got mad bars, dude. Mad mad bars. bars, Mad
2: Mad bars. bars. Mad bars. You got a mad story for the mad bars?
1: Uh, Yeah. So for me, the craziest story, I don't remember what got him in jail, but I'm sure you remember Drew Fickett. And after my second amateur fight, Dennis Hallman called me and was like, Mm -hmm. you need to go pick Drew Fickett up from jail. And I'm like a diehard fight fan. So I'm meeting Dennis Hallman, Drew Fickett, these guys and i'm like yeah anything dennis hallman tells me to do i'm gonna do it he's like a washington legend and when i got to the jail to pick drew ficken up he was so drunk and he had been in jail for like 24 hours he was still pissed like falling out of the police station like pinballing off the walls making his way to the car and it was just a wild car ride you know and i'm not trying to put Drew on blast but he publicly came out and talked about his drinking issues otherwise i would not be you know, putting this out there, but it was quite the experience being like a big fight fan, like, oh, I'm gonna go pick up Drew Fickett from jail. And I got this crazy experience. It was it was uh that one is one on the call forget. Being
2: very highly intoxicated
1: because yeah. typically
2: the police they lock you up until you sober up. Yeah. Yeah, and you would expect 24 hours later the man's definitely sober. He will no. have needed his water boy that day, water For boy sure. being there anti-hangover <laughs> liquid medication <laughs> but that's the show everybody yeah michael kiesa an absolute pleasure sir
1: Thank you for the opportunity, Mike. Yeah, I enjoy everything. And whether it's here or after a show, I always get a chance to sit and chop it up with you, man. I really appreciate you. We had a
2: good time in, uh, was it Paris? It was Paris. (laughs) We had a good time in Paris. It's always good to see you on the road. We always have a good laugh. I love your energy. And thanks again for taking the time today. We really appreciate it. The believers appreciate it. And Ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. We'll see you again on Thursday.